0: This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey,
1: everyone. Patrick Donahoe here. Thank you for listening today to The Wealth Standard Radio. Um, I'm joined by a good friend of mine and a senior wealth strategist at Paradigm Life, Nate Butler. Nate, how's it going today? Good, good. You, you Glad looking, to be here. You're looking sharp. With my tie. With your tie. <laughs> we have a uh, We have an awesome topic. The topic today is, is how to turn a million dollars of tax deferred money into a 100% tax-free retirement income. So there's a lot of details to it. We're going to talk a lot about the general principles of this specific strategy. So uh, so make sure you uh, have your, your thinking cap on for this one because we'll probably get into some numbers and get into the weeds a little bit. But don't fret because Nate is doing our monthly webinar in August. And this webinar is something we do every every month, and it's absolutely free. Anybody can attend. And Nate is actually going to go through the details of this, uh, of this strategy. And so for those of you who would like to participate in that, just uh, email us at podcast.paradigmlife.net, at or you can go to our website, which is www.paradigmlife.net, and there are some links there where you can inquire and get registered. Uh, And that brings up another good point before we get into the details of our our topic today. uh, So we put an additional tab on our free e-learning program that's called Infinite 101. And the tab is basically a webinar tab. It has all of our past webinars on there. So this e-learning program, it has uh, dozens of hours of education about our strategy, the, the financial principles we believe in, our financial philosophy. And, uh, and now we have a webinar section so there's even more more information so make sure if you have gone through infinite 101 you have your graduation certificate you completed all the courses uh, this is uh something else that we've uh that we've thrown out there we've had a lot of requests because we do have several hundred people that show up to our webinars so that they always are asking and inquiring for the uh the recording or the playback so now it's all available on uh, infinite 101 so if you're not registered it's free to register and uh, you can register at paradigmlife.net. Uh, also, just you know if you are a new listener, we have quite a few resources on our webpage. So if you are intrigued by some of what we talk about today, uh, definitely uh, go go check out some of those those resources. Uh, we're mainly going to be talking about more of the you know 50, fifty five year old plus demographic today, uh, but we have a uh, an awesome financial wealth building strategy. For, uh for those that are continuing to build their wealth and a lot of information on is, is available on our website, so so go check that out all right, Nate all right, this is what we're gonna talk about today. we're gonna talk sure. about this uh this this case that this client came to you and had this epiphany that oh crap, I need to do something okay. and and it's you know it's it's understandable because I think a lot of people realize that although. They've been in 401ks and IRAs and 457 accounts and 403bs for you know teachers and public uh, public employees. They're realizing that in retirement, they're even though they haven't paid tax on contributions, even though they haven't paid tax uh, on any of the growth, the the entire principal balance of their withdrawals are going to be taxed. And you know one of the number one fears of this demographic is running out of money. Uh, longevity is, is something that has increased over time. Longevity is how long we're living. Uh, because of medication, because of healthcare, it is helping to prolong life, which is a good thing in a sense, but financially, Maybe not. It really depends on your health, right? It it does, and and your ability to continue to provide value to earn an income. Yep, and that's you know that's the big thing. Is this this epiphany? Is you know you, right now if you want money, right, you go out and get a job, right? You go and and trade your time and your talents uh for, for money. But the, the idea of people that have, you know, worked for thirty, thirty-five years, you know, they want to maybe start a second career, uh, but some of them want to live off of their savings. And if that's the case, then they can't just go out and get another job. Right. Right. They have to figure out a way and position themselves to live off of their assets for sometimes up to 25, 30 years. Right. And that is very scary for, for some people because they realize looking what they've accumulated, you know, it, it may not be, it may not be feasible. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because our society today, you know, we live in a very short term society. You know, you, you look at the saying, uh, top of mind, tip of tongue. We, we experience so much. It's very hard for us to forward think, you know, Five years, ten years, fifteen years twenty i mean i I have the question that's asked me all the time you know what's your what's your ten year game plan mm-hmm. and i'm like I don't know what my ta- – I'm trying to figure out my one-year game plan <laughs> because things qu- change so, right. so quickly. And there's so much that you're processing right now. And if you suddenly start to you know, make plans for 10 years down the road, a lot of those plans will be completely destroyed because everything else is, has changed. Absolutely. You know, there's, a, there's a famous uh, – and I think it's in um, Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt. And it, it talks about a bricklayer. And this this kind of goes into inflation. This is how he explains inflation. That a bricklayer, you know, he's preparing to build this, build this house, you know, and he, he assumes he needs a set number of uh of bricks to to complete the house. Right. And if suddenly, you know, at the end of this, you know, end of this construction, uh, he didn't have uh, enough bricks. House, house doesn't get built. Right. And that's the idea of inflation mm-hmm. is that what you prepare for is not what you wind up with. If you think you need this set amount of money at a given point in the future, okay, but the money's worth less, it's not going to do what you thought it was going to do. So a lot of people are not making these long term decisions just because so many things are changing right? And because there's so much they're processing right now on a daily basis, it's all present, 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 present. And that being the case, you have a lot of baby boomers, a lot of this generation that get to, you know, 50, 55, even 60 years old. And they're like, man, I should probably do something yeah. right now. Do you find that? I mean, have you have yes. you found that with a lot of clients that that we meet with and a lot of
0: concerns that people have? Yeah. More, more often than not, people are you know like you say they've spent the last couple 3 4 decades accumulating um in whatever different type of 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 uh bucket of of money that they're putting it into and typically that ends up being the tax deferred bucket unfortunately and and they get to that you know 5 year window of time like you say or that 10 year window of time where they're like i've got to do something different because i'm starting to see the writing on the wall yep and it's it's
1: it's it's concerning it's concerning to us Because oftentimes it's hard to be the bearer of of bad news saying – Listen, you're going to have to work for another five years, ten years, maybe, maybe, maybe longer. Um, also, it's you know what you've been doing. You know, it, it, people are if they're saving, if they're putting money away. We're not saying that's a that they're doing something bad. They're doing what they've been taught to do. That's what society has been taught to do. Right. But looking at how it you know was created 30, 35 years ago, this whole idea of, of retirement planning, it's just not going to work in this in this day and age. And people are suddenly starting to uh, to realize that. And, uh, and it's concerning. So, and this was, you know, perfect example of this, this, uh, family that came to you was everything that they had, right. Was in, is, was going to be the investment or the financial vehicle that would be taxed the highest, Right. right. Which is a tax deferred account. So, let's kind of define what a tax-deferred account is first, and then we'll kind of get into why this is not
0: the greatest vehicle to position yourself for a healthy retirement. Okay. So, so real quick, there's three basic types of money uh, or buckets of, of uh, different types of buckets you can put your money into. Uh, tax-deferred, tax-free, or taxes earned. Um, we've talked about the tax-deferred. The tax-deferred is basically you put money in, be and and defer the taxes. So let's say you had ten thousand dollars you you wanted to invest. That was before you paid income tax on that money. So you'd have the option to put that into your like your four hundred and one k and not have to pay the taxes at least not yet. Yep. And and then it grows income tax deferred until you're ready to start taking the money out. At that point in time, all of the money would be taxable.
1: And so it's 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 important to understand, you know, if you look at your your buckets of money, your wealth because people sometimes look at the assets that they have or the money they have and they just lump it all together. But it's important to segregate that because the the money that is in those accounts is deceiving, especially if it's a tax deferred account, right? With such as a four, 401k because if you have a million dollars in there but you're at a, a 50% tax bracket, you know, it's only five hundred thousand dollars. Even though the right. balance says a million, half of it's the government. Um, but looking, and, I, and I've
0: I've asked that question to to actually almost every client that I get. I'll ask, you know, you have a million dollars in your four hundred one k. Is all of that your money? And I'll leave it at that. And there's kind of this long pause. And almost every time they're like, well, well, yeah. And then then I bring up, a course, you know, what about the silent partner, which is the IRS. And oh yeah, of course, you know, I've got to pay the IRS. So. Yeah. And it's,
1: so let's, so that's the traditional tax deferred account, but you also have other tax deferred accounts, which defers the gain. Um, An annuity is a tax deferred gain, um, but it's not a tax deductible contribution or a pre-tax contribution. So why don't you talk about the difference between those two things?
0: So let's, let's say that I, I made in an investment, $100,000, um, and that was after tax. I was after capital gains. Um, so I had $100,000 of, of tax, after tax money. I can't dump that into an IRA or into a uh, 401k in one particular year because of contribution limits in, in any given year. Mm-hmm. So uh, what the IRS will allow you to do is put that into a non-qualified annuity and then continue to defer the taxes on the growth mm-hmm. Um. Over you know until you're ready to start taking the income from that.
1: Okay, but when you take the income from like an annuity, you don't get to deduct the the contribution. But when you start taking, it, it's not all not all taxed at ordinary income rates like a 401k. Correct. Correct. All right. So, but let's let's talk about this specific. There's a lot of different accounts. You have you know the first in first out the FIfo, then you have last in first out there's a lot of different categories you need to understand, especially if you are in the boat and maybe if you're not in the boat, your parents may be in the boat, yeah and if that's the case, if they're not properly planned then the responsibility of their well-being is in your hands. So regardless of who's listening today, it could be you who are essentially coming up with these types of plans and trying to figure out the best way to structure your assets. Um, This is definitely for you. But even for kids that are listening, yeah, this might not be the right strategy for you right now, but if your parents are in this situation, the knowledge of this strategy is vital to them because if not – the responsibility of their personal independence um, will rest on your shoulders. Their, um, you know, their financial well-being will be on your shoulders as well. Uh, now, you don't have to do that. I mean, that, that you know, but you know, typically that's where parents uh, resort to right. when they run out of money is they live with their kids. They live in the basement, and the kids essentially take care of them for the rest of their lives.
0: Or, or let, let's say that the parents have plenty of assets and they're fine from an income standpoint for as long as they're alive. But without the proper planning in place, they could have they, they with the right with the right planning in place, it could have left a, a a lot a lot uh, more substantial of a of an inheritance to their
1: to the ki- to the kids. And that's a lot of what we what we teach, and we'll we'll get into some of that today. Where you know you may need care. I mean, there may not be sufficient assets, but if you can ensure a an inheritance, then that'll make you know the sacrifice that your kids uh, you know make for your well being. There is some, you know, remuneration or some, yeah. you know, compensation for that. Anyway, well, let's not get into the into the into the weeds. But regardless of who's listening, this is very applicable because this is basically an issue that the majority of the working population right now is facing. And it's, uh, it's, it's concerning to me because I get to, stu- we, we, we get to study the statistics. Yeah. We get to study, um, you know, different cases and different planning techniques um, because we, this is what we do on a daily basis. But right. most people are just suddenly coming to this realization and it's, and it's kind of scary. Um, so, so looking at this individual, he did come to that, that realization. He said, I have all my money in tax deferred accounts. The realization that, you know, it's an, these are investments. <laughs> he, he took risks. He took risks that the money was going to grow but yet the risk associated with how the IRS shows what taxes should be on investments this is more than double right because normal investment is capital gains rates which yeah. are you know really low 15 to 20% which okay. represents what the IRS considers risk but looking at these accounts right they're taxed at you know the highest tax rates Right, which is or, ordinary income, because looking at you know money that is coming out of these plans, people don't realize people don't realize how much money is taken in, in taxes. We'll just do we'll do a, a, an example, and I'm not actually sure how to do this calculation. I, I have it in my in my my calculators, but just doing it freehand, I might not be able to. But if you look at somebody that wants $100,000 in income and they're in a 30% tax bracket, right? What would they? what would they tell you is the money that they need to have an after-tax income of $100,000, right? So they're in a tax-deferred account, 401k, and they want to take $100,000 of, of income, but they're in a 30% tax bracket. What are they going to answer normally when it comes to the total amount they have to pull out? One hundred thirty dollars $130,000. Is that true?
0: No. No. It's not. <laughs> Why isn't it true? Because 30% of 130000 um would be... Just do it, dude. You can do the math. 30, 39,000, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. So, which is less
1: than 100,000. Right. Right. So, I think the calculation is like 147 or something like that. People, re, people don't realize that. But when they start to actually do do that math and realize that math, it's like, holy crap, what do I do? So, looking at the traditional solution, what is the... Tra- so, they ever, if they were go to their traditional financial advisor, they were to go to their, <laughs> their stockbroker and say, listen... You know, I I need a hundred I need a hundred thousand dollars, and this is what my income needs are. I'm not going to have enough. What do I do? What is their response
0: going to be? It, it's either going to be live on less, or you're going to have to take a higher distribution. Okay,
1: what's the la- what's the last option though? Which is the most risky option? Uh, invest for higher growth. Uh, invest for a higher rate of return. Yeah. Right so a lot of things have to change they have to start eating you know peanut butter and jelly sandwiches instead of going <laughs> going out to eat they have to restrict travel and this creates anxiety as well right because right. why do people why did they prepare for retirement they prepared right. to in, to enjoy right but now they have to kind of restrict themselves just because of you know financial um financial constraints. Right. So so now they go to their financial advisor and their their solutions are well, higher rate of return, you need to cut less, you need to take a higher distribution. Well if I take a higher distribution, I'm gonna have You're less gonna money. Run,
0: run out of money. run out of
1: money quicker. Uh, but the most common thing, and we've discussed this on the podcast a few times and in a lot of our webinars is the Monte Carlo simulation, which is a a calculation that is very famous, especially these days, to determine what percentage of a portfolio can be taken out and for how long with a a probability measurement. And that right. probability measurement is the probability of not running out of money. At, right. At life expectancy. At, at life expectancy. So and that right now is at some of the lowest points in history because of how low interest rates are. Right. Because well, and also because of the volatility, the crazy the market volatility
0: market. in the market. Yep.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the thing is, you know, you, you look at you know the balance of a portfolio. Typically, the balance of a normal portfolio, as you get closer to retirement, is more heavily weighted on fixed income, which right. is driven by interest rates, than it is equities, right? Which is you know driven by by the economy in in a, in a right. sense. So that's yeah. So you're so you're right. And now now you have a, an extreme amount of volatility to add to it. Uh, because you have you know the VIX and you have different volatility measurements in the in the market, and and the reason that exists, especially at the high levels today, is because the money that's going to be coming out of the market because of baby boomer withdrawals, is an, is literally a sale of a mutual f- fund, sale of a stock, sale of an ETF, sale of a bond, right? It's a sale. Well, in every sale, there's always two parties, right? Buyer. There has to be a buyer, and they're hoping. That the up and coming generation, who are the ones that are gonna take their jobs, right, the ones that are gonna start to have families, get educated, and, and have higher have higher earnings, they're the ones that are gonna step in. The millennials are gonna step in and buy what they're selling. Okay. But looking at millennials, right, millennials have the highest amount of student loan debt in mm-hmm. history, right? Yeah. And they realize that baby boomers kind of screwed them because they live they worked a lot longer into their 70s and so forth to, to have more money for retirement which gave them you know a, a big Conundrum because they had all the student loan debt, sure. but they, have no, they had no a job at Starbucks, right, or a job a job at you know Target, yeah. uh, until these bigger jobs opened up. So them paying back their student loans, and again, it's top of mind, tip of tongue. What are millennials focused on? Millennials are all short term, short term, short term, yeah, short term. Baby boomers still have the you know the the not philosophy, but the mentality lingering from their parents because of the Great Depression,
0: sure,
1: right, and they're very, they are in a sense. Kind of long term, and they're they're saving, they're putting money away. Millennials do not have that mindset It's proven. You can go do do a lot of research there. So when you have less less buyers and sellers, now you have big market shifts, uh, and we're we're most likely we've seen it. We're going to continue to see it because right now there's more. I think there's more money coming um, out of the market than than going in. Uh, from some of the studies or into 401ks I think was the the study so there's this volatility and you go to (laughs) you know these Monte Carlo simulations and the safe withdrawal rate uh, is now positioned at three and a half percent which includes an inflation increase over time so if you have a million dollar portfolio the Monte Carlo simulation says that you can take out $35,000 a year before taxes after taxes if you're in a 40% tax bracket (laughs) That's Europe. not much money off yeah. of a million off of a million dollars, so this is the conundrum. this is the dilemma uh people are in they are trying to figure out what what to do and and that's been huge for us because we've been fortunate to uh learn about a very um very safe Almost get hundred percent guaranteed strategy where you can almost double retirement income. You can increase certainty and guarantees off the charts. Uh, And there's very few people that are actually out there that know about this. So we kind of have an upper hand. And let's let's maybe talk about a few of the things that uh, that you did when this client came in and basically said, "Listen, I have all my money in tax deferred. I know I'm going to get screwed. What what do I do?" So what were you know? Why don't you maybe walk us through some of the first things that you discovered
0: about him and what what he wanted to do. Okay. So, so actually this client came to me and, and I hadn't heard about this particular strategy that we're going to talk about today. And he, he actually brought up, brought it up to me and said, Hey, I really want you to read this particular book. I'm concerned about this, this, and this, which I've I've been concerned about as well, but this book puts it in a, in a, in a very good way. Um, So I read the book several times uh, and, and started developing What would be my recommendation to him based on uh, a couple of different strategies, which includes this, this whole idea of, of paying as little and really zero tax in 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 retirement, right? So a couple of things to talk about real quick would be your sources of income in retirement. So first of all, I think it's important to talk about social security. Okay, so um this this uh, particular individual's social security was a, was going to be a pretty high so, uh social security payment because he was a high income earner and has been and, and is a high income earner. Mm-hmm. Now, the taxation of social security. Okay, so if if your provisional income is high enough, so let's, let's take a married couple. If you have a provisional income of 32,000 or less, then none of your social security is taxed. Okay? What's Doesn't provisional that, income mean? Okay. So provisional income would be, uh, there's different sources of income that all play into provisional income. Okay. So the first thing would be interest on uh, interest gain or interest generated on your In tax sense. deferred tax deferred bucket Okay, or, or tax, uh, tax as earned bucket. Tax as earned bucket. Okay. okay. Um, so this is like a, maybe a
1: non-qualified mutual fund or a non-qualified e- ETF.
0: Yep. Uh, the next one would be looking at your tax-deferred bucket, any income coming from your tax-deferred bucket. For 100% bucket. of that,
1: any withdrawal, 100% of that is considered as provisional income. You got it. Okay. Okay. Real
0: estate income, earned income, um, all those- Pension all those, income. Pension income. All those sources of income that, w- that will be taxable uh, go toward your provisional income, including half of your Social Security.
1: So most people think that Social Security is tax-free.
0: Right. That's so not the case. Is absolutely not the
1: case, unless you have a provisional income less than thirty-two thousand dollars. Exactly, married,
0: married thirty-two thousand. I believe for single, it's twenty-five thousand. Okay, so that's the first bracket. The next bracket. Um, All right, let's, let me go back. So, what okay. is Social Security taxed at then?
1: If you if your provisional income is above that, what do you tax that?
0: Uh, ordinary income. Okay, so and and maybe we should talk a little bit about how an ordinary income works. You've got the different tax brackets. Uh, the first the first tax bracket is actually zero. The next one is ten. Currently, 10 percent, fifteen, twenty five, twenty eight, thirty three, and then all the way up to I believe forty four thirty nine point thirty nine point six plus your state taxes plus the state taxes. So as your provisional income fills up this tax bucket, um, your social security will be taxed at the marginal tax rate. Okay. Okay, Got it. Okay. The next bracket is 32,000 to 44,000. Once your provisional income hits anywhere between 32,000 and 44,000, now 50% of it becomes taxable. How's that go from zero to from zero, none of it's taxable clear up to 50% of it's taxable. If you go, if you go over 32,000 provisional income, so go back to, um, our example here. Let's say this person has a million dollars in his in his four hundred
1: one k. Most people would say there's no way you can ever you could there's no way you can right. ever get yourself in the position where you're you're not going to get any taxes.
0: Half of Social Security plus your your even just your Monte Carlo, yeah. on a million dollars thirty five thousand bucks. You're, you're 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 over that thirty two thousand dollar yep. threshold. Yep. Okay, and there's another there's another threshold which is once you get up over forty four thousand dollars of provisional income as a married couple. of your social security is taxable. So if 85% of your social security is taxable, now how much more of your capital assets are you going to have to use to make up the difference? Yep. If you were betting on that money for income. Okay. So the, the taxation of your capital assets becomes a very important and, and of your social security becomes a very, very important uh, thing as you consider where are you going to get your income from? How are you going to create this retirement income? Okay, so looking at this particular individual's uh, position that they were in, they had saved almost every bit of their money into the tax-deferred bucket, and and we're talking, you know, one point five to two million dollars in this tax-deferred bucket. Wow. So, a couple of things with regards to provisional income. A couple of things that do not count towards provisional income would be Roth IRA income, and then another source of income, which we'll talk about here in a second. So one thing that that's in the tax code is called a Roth conversion. Okay, so the this particular individual has such an income that they can't uh, contribute to a Roth IRA.
1: So I think it's like one hundred thirty-two as a married married couple, one hundred thirty-two yeah. thousand dollars. If you're above that, you can't contribute, and it's only a sixty-five hundred dollar or seven thousand dollar contribution limit anyway.
0: Right. Yeah, I think it's sixty-five hundred with, with with the catch up. With the catch-up, wow. Per, okay. per per individual, okay. So thir- thirteen thousand. But there's a workaround, right? There's a workaround, okay. So because of this, this uh, you know this this provision in the tax code, it it gives the the individual the ability to convert um, IRA dollars, four hundred one k dollars, taxed any taxed for dollar into a Roth IRA. Now, does that mean they don't have to pay taxes? No, they're still going to have to pay taxes but here here's the biggest concern is in fact if when i ask a client um how are how are taxes today are taxes high low where where are they at looking at the historical tax rates income tax rates income tax rates yeah i think people
1: people in general because of they see how
0: all of the taxes they're
1: paying are they you get taxed on literally everything literally everything everything you buy is taxed <laughs> They say you're in a high tax bracket, right? But historically, we're in some of the lowest tax brackets ever. Right.
0: And then look at the spending that's happening. Look at Medicare, Medic Medicaid, Social Security, all of those things. Yeah, that disability. I mean, disability part of Social Security, you know, it's
1: it's set set to run. They've they've actually targeted a day where it's set to run out. And it's in the, it's in the next five years.
0: So with spending as high as it is, taxes as low as they are. What does that mean? Taxes have to do in the future. Yep. I mean, it's it's kind of a no brainer. Well, I mean, taxes- we have yeah,
1: we have unfunded liabilities at a hundred trillion plus. We have you know a an eighteen trillion dollar deficit, and there's there's a number of accountants. I mean, David Walker is famous for coming out and saying that you know in order for us to get out of this mess, have, taxes are going to have to double. Period. And I, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's the writing on the wall, how it's going to come about. Who knows right now, they're just trying to band it over it with, you know, with inflation and creating money.
0: So, so Dave, real quick, David Walker, he was actually the comptroller of of the United States of America. Comptroller of the currency. Yep. Right. For, from, from 1998 to 2008. So he was essentially the accountant for the U S the U S government. So, so for him to come out and say, you know, I've seen, I've, I've seen the numbers. I know taxes have to double. He was not if-
1: control of the currency. He was controller of the GAO. That was, that's, that's, that's right. his title. But yeah, so he was, he knew the books of the U S he was a, he's an accountant, knew the books of the U S and then came out with very harsh statements. This is number years, I think 2005 or 2006 Two, when he yeah. did this. Yeah. Um, but he came out with really, really harsh statements and he goes around and talks about it all the time, but you know doesn't really get much press anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so taxes in the future, you know, how, how does the government pay their bills, right? And there's a lot of bills right now and they keep spending more and more and more and more. They're either going to print money to, to pay for it, which just exacerbates the problem and, and kicks the can down the road, uh, which is rhetoric we've heard, you know, for the last several years, or they're going to increase taxes.
0: Right, or or even they they could decrease spending. <laughs>
1: yeah, but
0: but you think about where the spending is going. The bulk of the spending is going to Medicare, and Medicaid, and yeah. Social Security. Yep. So if they reduce that, well, well, you know, what what kind of riot would that would that cause? Yep. So there's there's this this huge concern. The underlying premises, of course, the taxes have to go up in the future. So I'm willing to. Pay taxes today at the current low, low tax rate, you know, looking at history, mm-hmm. I'm talking about income taxes, yep. income tax rates, the low income tax rate that, that it is today, convert out of your tax deferred bucket, pay the taxes today and get into a permanent tax savings vehicle, which is the Roth IRA. Yep. So when, when a person is ready to take an income from a Roth IRA in retirement, it is tax free yep. and it does not go towards provisional income, which does not. Affect your social security. Affect your social security.
1: Got it. And a lot of this, I mean, we, that's, what the, the, I guess, the underlying strategy that you used. And if somebody is below the age of 59 and a half, then all things being equal, you would probably have to pay a penalty in addition to the tax. But there is a section of the tax code that allows you um, to basically do equal payments over the course of time, so you don't have to pay that 10 10% penalty. But that's what we won't get into the details of that today. Uh, but the idea is, you know, converting taxable into into Roth, which is which is tax free, but then getting into retirement, it still, yeah, it helps from a tax perspective, right? Which solves one of the wealth destroyers, which we always talk about, which is taxes. Yeah. Totally helps it because it takes you from the highest tax bracket to, you know, zero tax bracket right. in 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 retirement, as long as things don't change. And the bet you're making. Is our tax rates going to go up or tax rates going to go down? Because if tax rates go down, you'd be better off. You'd be better off in tax deferred, right? Okay, but given all the writing on the right on the wall, the signs that are there, that's that might not be the case. So you can take a bet now and then reserve being able to take income tax
0: free during during retirement. So here here's an example, just to kind of. Uh, relate this to kind of an everyday, well, not an everyday thing. Thank goodness this wasn't an everyday thing. So this this happened to uh, my wife and I this last week. I got I got really sick. That's why I've been coughing a little bit. Uh, I my thought wife you just ran
1: like a you know, marathon this morning. I, or something. I wish that's
0: why. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife ended up getting sick as well. Yeah. And actually, yesterday we spent the day in in doctors' offices and, and the hospital. Wow. Um, doing different blood tests and things because they didn't know exactly what was going on one of the blood tests they did was to find out if she had any, any blood clots and it came back positive that she, she has a, she, she could have a blood clot. And so they ordered a CAT scan. Now we were self-employed. I have health insurance, but I have a high deductible health insurance plan. I pay everything out of pocket. So I, I talked to the doctor and I said, listen, you know, I'm paying everything out of pocket. I'm happy to cover this to, to get this off the table just to make sure, but do you really feel like this is necessary for us to go have this, this done? And he said, yes, I do. So I said, absolutely. Let's go do it. Well, the bill for this one thing, just the CAT scan alone was, was a thousand dollars. Um, but, but we did the test. You could have like went took a flight to Mexico and got it for like four hundred bucks. I could have done a lot of a lot of other things. (laughs) (laughs) So we did the test, uh, came back negative, everything's fine. Um, she has she has pneumonia, but she's she's on the meds that she needs and and so forth. And so she'll she'll be fine. But now we know. So I'm here today doing this podcast because I know that she's okay, she didn't have a blood clot Yeah. Where we had we not done the CAT scan, we would not have known. I would not have come today. Okay, so paying taxes today now I know. Yep, I know that I have tax free income for for and I and I can create lifetime of tax free income.
1: And it's hard to quantify certainty. You can't put a, a dollar value on it. You can't put a rate of return value on it. Right. Guaranteeing certainty. Has a legitimate value, but very difficult to put to stamp a value on it, right? right? A specific number or measurement. So, that, and that's a great that's a great example is having that knowledge. Now, looking at you know converting and, and creating that uh, this new tax free retirement, it doesn't end there. Right, so maybe let's go one one step further and looking at you know one of the one of the things that we that we teach, which is a strategy on how to balance the two primary financial forces, which are interest rates and actuarial science because right now even though they transferred everything into the a roth and now that's tax free. If that was the end, all of that money would be tied up in mutual funds, be tied right. up in ETFs, right. it might may be heavily weighted in bonds and if there's ever a bond correction, which there has to be yeah. because bond prices are insanely high right now and interest rates are insanely low, if there's a correction there look, there goes, you know, a lot of the portfolio and right. that's where the whole volatility risk comes in. So looking at, you know, the the balancing the two financial powers because right now plus of Americans are all dependent on markets and interest rates, rate of of return. So you bring in actuarial science, which is what we teach, and you're able to drastically increase retirement income. Right. And I know you can't quote, quote anything per se, but looking at Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo is still 100% applicable to the person that takes a million dollars from tax deferred to a million dollars tax free. Right. Yeah. So now he'd still only be able to take $35,000 a year for the rest of his life for 20, right. you know, for, well, for 20 years. And he'd have a uh, $1 left over at that point. $1. Right. $1. So you have a million dollars, you take $35,000 a year equally for 20 years and you have zero left. Okay, so when we built in this this plan, the one you're going to kind of go into the details for the webinar uh next month what are what are some of the things that you what are some of the other things that you did to increase not only increases income because you you got rid of all taxes but increased income incorporating actuarial science, which is more of the private pension idea yeah. into the strategy and into the plan
0: okay so um what what i would call this is the the dual economic risks now whether i'm 35 or 65 we 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 all face the same risks they're dual economic risks um the first one is living too long okay and that therefore monte carlo and and all those things which is the financial services solution to you know outliving your retirement take a lower distribution basically mm-hmm. okay so we have to create income for life that's the important thing we want to and and here's another question i'll ask a lot of my clients is how much of the income that you need would you like guaranteed for as long as you're alive? And of course it's, it's an no brainer. I want all of it, all guaranteed, of it as right? much as possible, or as much as possible. So that's the, that's the first risk is living too long. The next risk is dying too soon. Okay. So we have to cover both of those risks and we want to hedge those risks with you talked about um, actuarial science and I'll go into a little bit, a little bit more detail on that. So with regards to um, income for life, um, if, if I take a, let's say I take an IRA and I convert it into a Roth IRA, I can roll those dollars into an income annuity. Okay. That pays out for as long as I'm alive. Okay. Now we're talking about the most plain vanilla, simple, uh, annuities out there that have no fees yep. that just pay the highest income possible, f- uh, for an individual. Yep.
1: And these aren't deferred, you know, cause a lot of people think deferred annuities, they're expensive and you have all sorts of fees associated with it. This is not that. Right. This is a plain it it's essentially a private pension, right? Because a pension works the same way. If a person has a pension and they die, you know, the next year, pension's gone. Right. Right? So, it's the same exact thing. You're ba- it's it's you're basically buying a uh, a reverse life insurance policy. Yep. Right? Because if you live for 50 years, you get a guaranteed payout for 50 years. If you live 5 years, you get a guaranteed payout for 5 years. So, it's now, longevity longevity insurance.
0: Right. Absolutely. So the, this income annuity pays out. You, you know, you talked about Monte Carlo paying out at a three and a half percent distribution rate. If we look at these these annuities, they'll pay out. You know, for a sixty five year old, seventy year old, to pay out at at a seven percent distribution rate, or or higher depends. Yeah, double double the income. Yeah. Or if you needed the same amount of income that three and a half percent created, it would take half the assets. Yep. Right. Therefore, creating some liquidity within your estate and so forth. Yep. Now in order to pay out a lot of my clients will say well how how can the insurance company pay out a 7% or higher you know and and it goes back to not just rate of return because rate of return is a part of that mm-hmm. but there's also probability or actuarial science yep.
1: and the actuarial science is basically the insurance company knows that you know it's not just one person giving them money it's a lot of people giving them money and a lot of people are receiving these payments some people are going to live a year some people are going to live 20 years okay but they understand the average life expectancy of the people that are receiving these type of payments and they can determine based on just mortality data uh, that they can essentially use what's called a
0: mortality credit mm-hmm. to increase that payout yeah right so so mortality credit here here's one way i liked i heard it said or heard it heard it explain with regards to mortality credits is this if four friends get together at the beginning of the year, they each deposit a hundred dollars in a shoebox and then bury that shoebox in the in the backyard. Okay. At the end of the year they get they get together to to dig up the shoebox to make sure it's all there. Only three friends showed up. One of them passed away. Okay. There's still four hundred dollars in the shoebox, yeah. right? But now there's only three friends. So now each of their account balance, if you if you it's will, is $133. Yep. So to go from 100 to $133 yep. in one year, what kind of rate of return would that have to be? 30%. 33%, right? So that, that's actuarial science. That's mortality credits. That's how, that's how income annuities work. And so that's, so that's one part of the actuarial equation that we
1: use, okay? Because using that, you're going to have a much higher income rate. But if you are that friend that passes away, right, you could have kept that $100 and, ha- and had more. Right. right, instead of putting it into a shoe, into a shoebox and and sharing it, so that's where we use an insurance policy, life insurance policy, to essentially cover cover that income stream. So if there is yeah. a premature debt, the insurance policy pays out. So you straddle. I call it kind of a straddle strategy of both sides of the insurance industry.
0: And how, so with regards to an income annuity, how do you how do you win the biggest from an income standpoint? You live the longest. The longest you live. Yep. Okay, so with a life insurance policy, from a straight financial standpoint, how do you win the biggest? There's living the shortest. Living the shortest. Yeah. So we're hedging both sides of those risks, yep. right? Yep. By purchasing the, the income annuity, just in case you live past life expectancy. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to, uh heads the risk if if you pass away prematurely mm-hmm. got the life insurance in place stage but it doesn't matter when you pass away from a financial standpoint and
1: then also life insurance is is another tax free vehicle right mm-hmm. there's no restrictions on contribution limits to an extent there's no restrictions on on withdrawals you can take loans as a withdrawal which is also tax free you can withdraw up to basis Okay, but it also ensures uh, an inheritance as well. Right. So, and so I, we're talking very generally today, but looking at the common strategy and looking at what what has been designed here, I mean, the the thing that's intriguing is that almost all the risk is 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 gone, and basically all the taxes are gone as well. Now, the one thing, I guess it's a it's more of a regulation risk uh, that the government can come in and change anything. Yeah, they can change anything whenever they want, however they want. Right, unfortunately, that's the it's the society that we live in. Uh, but right now, given current current laws, Roth IRAs are are tax free. They can come in and say, you know, and this they, they, it wasn't necessarily proposed, but you know, if you remember back on the last election, it said nobody should have over two million dollars in a in a in an IRA. <laughs> right, nobody should have that. Yeah. Now, why did they, Why did they say that? Right. they said that because it's kind of this you know social justification and basically positioning people to uh to be enemies right social social um What's it called? Social uh, warfare or hmm. whatever, where you have you know the lower class saying, "Oh yeah, they don't have, they don't they don't need two million dollars in annuity. Okay, yeah. we're going to ta- attack. We're going to tax. We're going to put a luxury tax on anything above you know $1 million in a million dollars in in an IRA. They can come in and do that. They can come in yeah. and change the rules in the middle of the game. Un- unfortunately, so the Roth unfortunately is subject to, to maybe some changes if 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 uh, if that occurs. Um, same thing with life insurance, right? Life insurance hasn't been changed. It's been changed once in the entire history of life insurance. So the now you look at the chances. It again. It's there's still risk associated with it, but you've removed as much as as feasibly possible, right? As much as you can.
0: And so, essentially, the way I like to think about it is, you've taken as much of the control as you possibly can retain and and, and retain it. Yep. To make sure that you have as much tax free income as you can.
1: Well, Nate, you're the man coming in sick. And busting out this awesome topic it's (laughs) been uh it's been cool i'm I'm excited to see your your webinar as well uh so again nate's going to be doing uh, a webinar and going through a lot of these details in uh in just a little bit and if you are listening to you know this is this is live but if you're listening to a pre uh uh, this recorded version in the future then make sure you go to our e-learning program called infinite 101 and there's a tab on there with all of the uh, the previous previous webinars. So I'm going to do do two things before before we end. Uh, the first thing is uh, we are fortunate to have the uh, the permission um, to give away uh, a free ebook. And this free ebook is by a very very famous financial uh, analyst and mathematician. Uh, he's featured in uh, a lot of famous publications, Forbes, Wall Street Journal. And he, he wrote a book specifically on the strategy that we that we talked about today. And uh, we're gonna give that to, to you listeners for free. So make sure you uh, you contact us uh, podcast at paradigmlife.net, or give us a call on our toll-free number. It's eight hundred eight seven zero eight six seven zero. And uh and we'll get you that uh, we'll get you that ebook. Uh, let's see, what's the ebook? What's the ebook called?
0: One by uh, David McKnight.
1: No, the one by uh Fow. Oh, I think it's optimizing retirement income. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So it's called optimizing yeah. uh, optimizing retirement income by con- combining actuarial science and investments. So it could have had a catchier title, but again, <laughs> who's the guy? You know, the guy that wrote it is a is a mathematician brain brainiac Be- Bean Can. Uh, not a marketer. Um, so anyway, that we'll give that ebook for for free. It's a, it's a really cool read. Uh, very well well put together. provide some uh, examples in there as uh, as well. All right, Nate. Any
0: final words of wisdom that you want to impart on our listeners? Um, don't don't be afraid. Uh, you know, taxes are, can be a scary thing, but but there are solutions. Um, so find the solutions. We we have uh, you know some great solutions. So give us a call.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing too. I mean, for, for those of you who have not done business with, with Paradigm Life, we do free video consultations. Uh, there's no obligation. Uh, it's a webinar. You sit in the comfort of your own home. We have different calculations, different tools. where We'll be able to analyze your situation, share with you where you're at, give our, our, um, our, it's a subjective opinion, you know, give, but it gives you an idea of some of the solutions that uh, are not presented by a traditional financial advisor. Now you can weigh, uh, new options and that's just going to allow you to make a better decision yeah. so make sure you uh, you give us a call if you haven't done that if you are a client of paradigm life and have done done business with us but still want to see how this strategy uh, applies to your current or future um, situation then uh, then contact your advisor and then they can walk you through uh, a lot of the same calculations to see if some of these strategies would be uh, would be a fit Okay, that's it for today. Thank you uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. See ya.
0: You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial, with your host, Patrick Donahoe.